You're listening to the Small Moves Podcast. Small steps for big progress. With your host, Jason Hertzberger. Your next step starts now. This is episode three of the Small Moves Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Hertzberger. And today I'm really excited to introduce you to one of my dearest friends, um, Monica Beeman. We have known each other for over 10 years. Um, She is without a doubt one of the most resourceful people that I have ever met in my life. And that's really going to come out in the conversation that we have today. Um, We have known each other, like I said, for over 10 years. She's had pretty extensive work experience in both the for-profit and the nonprofit sectors. Um, She's had various roles in either advertising, marketing, fundraising, membership, and um, brand and cause advocacy. She's one of my own sort of go-to resources when it comes to social media strategy. She's been involved with social media work since the early days of it, and uh, she really knows her stuff. Um, She's been married to her husband, Brent, who's going to be coming up in the conversation today. She's been married to her husband for 14 years after only having met him nine months earlier than that. Uh, call that what you will, love at first sight, Cupid's arrow, or just sheer dumb luck. Uh, they've really been able to make it work in some pretty amazing ways. Uh, today, though, we're going to be talking about something else. Um, among other things that I mentioned, she was able to somehow squeeze in to her family life of, again, being married with three kids and moving states um, a couple of times, becoming an amateur female bodybuilder because she didn't have anything else going on in her life when she was in her thirties. And after having three kids, um, the system that she used to figure that out is just really amazing to me. And sort of the deals that she had to make with herself and the deals that she had to make with her family, uh, to, in order to make that work. I'm sure that's something that you guys want to hear about because we all have either dreams or aspirations or even just simple hobbies that we want to try and find some way to squeeze into our lives. And, you know, if it might be something, that takes, you know, a couple, three, four, five hours a week to do, we all seem to struggle to be able to figure out how to squeeze that into our day. Whereas Monica was able to figure out a system to squeeze in three, four, in some cases, five hours a day into her schedule to work on her body sculpting so that she could be a professional or pardon me, amateur um, bodybuilder in a competitive state. Uh, that is really sort of flooring for me. And I, th- I hope you guys really enjoy the conversation. I really enjoy the conversation. Monica and I always hit it off great when we chat. And uh, I really hope you guys enjoy hearing about it. So let's get after it. Here we go. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to the Small Moves Podcast, small steps for big progress. Let's prepare to ignite. Hey, Monica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate being here. No problem. Um, Yeah, we were talking a little bit offline about some of the stuff that you've been doing over the years, and... um, the variety of it's actually just really impressive. So I just I wanted to kind of recap that for the audience that one of the reasons that you're on the show is that you seem to be able to find a way to squeeze stuff into your day oh. um, <laughs> better than most people that I've talked to. So oh, and I know people that are listening to the show kind of have this have a similar problem to what I've had in the past and what a lot of people have, which is that you know once you have a kid. 
let alone two, let alone three, and oh, by the way, a job, mm-hmm. and a house, and a dog, and oh, two dogs. When, once you start piling the stuff on, like the things that you want to do with the free time, haha, that you have, sure. um, it just got, it goes away, and the just to re- the the audience heard in your introduction the stuff that you've had experiences with in the past with different types of work that you've done, the work that you've done in professional, you know, professional competitive weightlifting. And is it weightlifting or what's the official term? What's the actual term? Uh, the is actual term would be bodybuilding. Competitive, bo- competitive yeah. bodybuilding. Competi- bo- competitive amateur bodybuilding. competitive? Or? Uh, I'm actually, uh, yes, I would be amateur. I okay. never, I never did receive my pro, my pro card. And I'm, okay. and I'm fine with that. I've decided that after six shows that I've had enough. Sure. Um, but it is considered um, bodybuilding. Got it. Uh, weightlifting. There are, there's actually a whole weightlifting sport that is you, you actually compete upon how much you can weight lift and and that's not what my my competitions were they were more showcasing the work okay, it's a more like physique yes. f- physique show like, exactly show. okay yeah exactly so so um but yes that um i i did um seeing seeing women deadlift two thousand pounds you know like that's not so much um, the no. world where you were. Yeah, no, that, that, that's not that's not the world that I lived in. I did do that, uh, not two thousand pounds, but I did deadlift <laughs> quite a bit in order to get my physique the way I wanted. But um, you know, those are the things that I did in the gym, and then my shows were were just showcasing what I had spent months, weeks, hours doing sculpting, basically. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It. Um, and so, it, but it was an interesting, very interesting process. Um, I actually started the process not thinking I was ever going to get on stage. Um, way back when I was a young teenager, I had dated a guy who was a bodybuilder and he was older than I was. And one of the things that we had in common was we really enjoyed going to the gym. But sure. when we broke up, I also broke up with the gym and for 10 years didn't step foot in the gym and just, That's so funny. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. I, I think about that and go, I can't believe that, that, that happened. I really could have just gone down the block. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, I just, I didn't have the time. I was busy. My priorities had changed and, sure. um, you know, I, I was still relatively thin and didn't really worry too much. And, you know, it wasn't until I had my second child that my metabolism caught up with me. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden I went, Ooh, I better go to the gym. I was going um, to say, it was like in your early twenties, it was like active in your early twenties. You can eat Tupperware and your system would yeah, churn it right out. Totally. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and, and my second child was born when I was 30 and that's when everything changed. Um, but it actually wasn't until I had my third child that a good friend of mine feeling really kind of sorry for herself commented that she wanted to go to a boot camp at the JCC. And I had just, given birth to my third child. He was four weeks old when we were sitting there having this conversation. And, um, and she said, you know, I just, I really just need someone to go with me. And I turned and I looked at my little buckets, my little peanut in a bucket seat and said, I'll go. And she looked at me like I was nuts. And I said, no, I, you know, I could, I could use to shed the baby weight. He's a good kid. I'm, you know, postpartum at this point. And, and, um, they probably have it. They probably have a childcare at the gym or they, a lot of them do now. Well, so yeah. yes, except that the, the, this is the kicker part. My son, the, the, so the boot camp started the next day. And so I, you know, had to kind of turn around and get signed up quickly. Short notice much. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, my son was too young to go to child care. So my, my <sighs> husband actually had to go with me to the JCC <laughs> and sit outside of the classroom while I did boot camp in case the baby <laughs> cried and I needed to nurse him. And so, you know, th- it was a five week long boot camp and we only need to do this for two weeks because once he turned six weeks, we could put him into, into daycare, sure. but yeah, for, for two and a, for about two, two and a half weeks, my husband sat outside the room with, with my son. And if he had an emergency or needed me, I was right, he was right there. I was right there. And 
never happened, thankfully. Cause thankfully, I, sure. I mean, I planned accordingly. I made sure he was nursed right before, nursed him right after, and that was that was how we made that work. But um, what was so fun about that is uh, after I finished the boot camp, I felt so good about myself, and I said, I, I you know, I'm, I'm home with my kids. I'm gonna continue going to the gym. I just, just feel good about it. Feel good about myself. And I utilized the daycare at the JCC, and that has been my absolute saving grace. If I if I didn't have the daycare and have a place to put my kids or, you know, and I don't think, I don't look at it as a place to put my kids, but a place for them to be occupied so that I could go do my, my weightlifting or sure. my training. I don't know that I would have been able to make it work. Sure. They, they, they needed to be occupied so that I could have that time for me. Sure. And, and that's how I utilized a lot of, that's how I was able to get a lot of it done. Um, I mean, I spent the next two years just lifting weights Um not with no intention of competing. I, I never wanted to get that far, but I had, I had been working so hard in the gym and not seeing the results that I wanted. So then I started looking at the magazines and going, I work hard enough that I should look like this. And, um, and so, you know, I, I started, started researching what I needed to do and, uh, discovered that all of the beautiful women who were gracing the cover of the magazines that I was reading were all competitors. And I said, Oh God, I, there's no way I can get up on stage with, you know, wearing clear plastic heels in a, in a bikini with my hair long and fingernails out the wazoo. It's just not my style at all. I'm just, I have way too much grit to, to get all dolled up for this. Yeah. It's like, that's not Monica. Exactly. Like that's not, yeah, it, it really wasn't. And it took me a good, it took me a good year and a half to come to grips with this person I needed to become mm-hmm. and, and, and be okay with it. And even my very first show that I did, I was so stiff and so not <laughs> ready for it. And and I had worked my rear end off to get there, but I just, I was so stiff on stage and it, and it affected my placings. And then I said, okay, how can I make that change? And so it was just a couple of, you know, little questions, but you know, I, I look back at the Med- things. Meditating helps. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and kind of th- that whole inner focus of what do I need to do? Um, but, you know, I, I look back at all of the shows that I did and all of the support that I got from my husband and the times that I had to utilize the gym in order to, the, the, the daycare at the gym in order to make it happen. Sure. Um, but those really were the, 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 the changes that I made was was looking at what I had in front of me in order to make it work. Um, when I started competitive, competitively bodybuilding, I didn't realize how expensive of a sport it was, <laughs> and it is super expensive. My compass, my competition suit alone was four hundred dollars, and that's just for two pieces of cloth and you know. Or three pieces of cloth, basically. Um, it doesn't include the shoes. It doesn't include the trainer that you need. It doesn't include the food. Oh, by the way, can I tell you about the years that I would make two meals every night because I had to eat my meals and then I had to make food for the rest of the family? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it it you you just kind of make it work, and you, it takes a lot of planning and a lot of sitting down and asking for help and saying. I need to be at the gym on such and such time. Can you have the kids? Can you do this? Can you take the kids here? Um, and then when I finally went back to work uh, full time mm-hmm. for, for um, you know, w- when my kids rolled enough and, and I was back at work, I had thought I was done competing, but I decided I had one more in me. And so I was working full time. I would not have been able to do it had I not had the extra help of an au pair. So, I mean... I understand how much more that requires, 
But without them, I would not have been able to get my kids to soccer practice, to lacrosse practice, to this, to that. Um, I made it a point to never miss a school activity. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't always make it to every game, but I certainly tried my best to at least catch the last few minutes of it whenever I could. Um, and I always tried to plan my workouts accordingly. But let me tell you, going to the gym at 11 o'clock at night is not fun <laughs> because you are you, you get home at 11, at 11.45 midnight and you're wide awake and you have to go to bed because you've got to be up at 5.30 the next morning. And that is, that's probably the worst part about working full time and competing is, is getting that workout in. You, you can't say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it now. Yeah, it's too, it's too late in the day. I'll just do it tomorrow. You can't, can't do that. Like you have to stay on the schedule. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Two two things that you mentioned that I wanted to back up to a little yeah. bit. The you, you mentioned about kind of having buy in from the family to be able to actually be able to make this work. Yeah, I don't know how much convincing, otherwise known as arm twisting, polite or otherwise, needed to go into making that happen or not. In your particular case, there wasn't any arm twisting. It was this is what I'm doing. I mean, hey guys, you're along how, for the ride. Yeah, it's like how, like for for people like if that for people where that may be a problem, like sure. that, if that may be a problem where if you've got if you have the spouse that's working the sixty hour a week job and whatnot, like how do you get them to buy into something like this? I mean, obviously your 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 hobby, like the hobby that you particularly chose, is a little bit more time intensive probably than yeah. those that some people would choose. Sure, but. That actually, that's what makes it great for this interview is that if you can make this system work right. with three kids, you know, with three kids and a family and a house, then there's really nobody, no excuse for anybody not to be able to make time for that two hours, two, three times a week to go. Two, three times a week. You for talk, example, like, hypothetical, like for two to three times a week for somebody to. So for say, someone, so if someone is just casually trying to find time to work out, um, I think so. When I was working out for the shows, I had I had to go to the gym five to six days a week, and sometimes there was occasionally there was a seventh day, very very rare. But that that seventh day might be a half an hour cardio run or something. But for the most part, I was in the gym six days a week for sixteen weeks leading okay. up to a show. Um, for someone, so I look at, for example, right now. You know, I go to the gym now maybe four days a week, if even that much. Like, to me, if I get to to the gym four days a week right now... That's a win. That's a huge win for me. Okay, got it. Um, But it requires a lot of communication. And I think it was an easy buy-in for my husband because he saw how hard I was working. Before I wanted to compete, he saw how hard I was working. And he knew that it was a consistent effort. And it wasn't just a, you know just a half-ass type of thing. He yeah. knew I wanted to go a little bit further. He knew I wanted to take it another step. And so, you know, and as we talked about it, he knew it would require a little bit from him. Um, he also works 60 hours, 60 plus hours a week. He also, you know, manages the boys, boy scout schedule. And he also takes them to scout practice or um, soccer practice or whatever. Um, so I did have to ask a lot more of him. Now I also was not working for a good chunk of my competitive time. So I was able to go in the middle of the day but I also needed to make a point to get all of the housework done because I wasn't working, yeah. which, you know, when you come home from working out for two hours, the last thing you want to do is fold laundry or vacuum. <laughs> um, so it required a lot of extra effort on my part to say, look, it's going to impact you a little bit on occasion here and there. So 
you know, I, I will do what I can to not have it impact you all the way. And, sure. and that's just, it's just, it's a, it's a series of compromise and communication. Sure. It really, truly is all about the communication. If you can have that, have that honest conversation with your, with your partner to say, I really need to get to the gym. I really need to make it a goal and reach this goal of three times a week. You'd be surprised even what saying that to someone can do because then they turn around and say, weren't you going to go to the gym this week? That, you know, they they actually start buying into your achievement and start sure. helping support you towards your goal. So that, you know, that requires just, you know, having that heart to heart and saying, I, I need to do this. That's exactly what happened with me with this podcast. Like right. I, I, I was planning on launching this podcast a year and a half ago. Right. But things got like things happened. I got distracted, whatever. Babies are born. Kids Babies are, are there. born. Kids are there. Exactly. Yeah. But this past summer, you know, Car- Carrie and I were coming back from vacation. We were driving back from vacation. Mm-hmm. We were go- we went down to Williamsburg, mm-hmm. Virginia. We were driving back and we were just kind of chatting about it and just saying, you know, I still I still would love to get back to that. I still want to do it. And just sort of during that conversation, we just sort of brainstormed ideas for topics, ideas on ways that things that stopped it from happening the last time, what could be the compromises that we come up with now sure. to avoid them this time around. And then ever since then, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm really going to actually get it, get it done this time. Ever since then, she hounds me. She yeah. hounds me. She's, yeah. she's like, you know, why, why don't like it rather than coming home, if I finish up my work for the day earlier than normal, right. rather than coming home, she's like, why don't you stay out at work? Go to the library. Go do this. Go, yeah. like, find a quiet spot and record your next episode or you know, Absolutely. work on the website or whatever. Like, She's the one that's pushing me, right. even though it's a sacrifice to her. Absolutely. Because it's wonderful for me to be home early to help with that same stuff. Right. Right. At, at the house. And that's very yeah. true. I mean, you know, with, with my husband, Brent, who um, is not a, who, who wants very much to be active and enjoys being active, but doesn't have the time to be as active as me. Um, it really did. It, it really, me saying what it is that he, that I wanted and him saying, I need to get to the gym three times this week. Well, you know, it, it's a, it, at this point, it, it's an inconvenience when he goes to the gym because he gets up early and he's not there to help with the kids in the morning. I mean, sure. my kids are older which makes it a little bit easier, but I still could use a little bit of help, you know, a little bit with, of, with that yeah, structure. And just stuff. a little bit of help. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, you know, but at the same time, when he tells me he wants to go to the gym, I say, okay. He made it work for you. Yes, yeah. exactly. And yeah. so, you know, it's, it's, it's that compromise going back and forth. Yeah. So. Yeah. And the, the back and forth is important because it's fun. It's funny again. So that's, that's something that's come up with a lot, a lot of, a lot of couples that whether they have marriage problems or don't have marriage problems, right. like, the cliche that bounces around is that, you know, the way that you really make a marriage work is that, you know, is like you want everything to be 50-50. Yeah. But it's so funny that – and there, there Karen's funny that times. it's so not true. Right. That what's true what, – it eventually balances out. Yeah. But sometimes it's going to be 90-10. Yes. Sometimes it's going to be 60-40. Sometimes it's – yeah. You are 100% just, correct. And when I was competing, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. My competition consumed so much of me. My, my wanting to compete and my drive to – to be competitive and, and get on stage and put forth my best package was so, so present that it really put the family second, second in, in a lot sure. of cases. And, you know, while I, while I'm not a fan of that, it's still, it's, I needed to do that. It happened. Like, yeah. yeah. It just, it happens in people's lives sometimes. Yeah. I mean, the, you, you run into per- perfect example. You talk to police, police officers, firefighters, you know, soldiers, exact, exact same story. I mean, That's granted, Taking up the hobby of bodybuilding is is different than you know yes. taking bullets in Afghanistan, Absolutely. but the the concept the concept is the same. Exactly. The job comes first yep. sometimes. Yeah, 
Exactly. And, you know, the like families, I can either adapt to that or or not. Right. Unfortunately, sometimes they don't. You're, 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 you're one of the lucky ones. I, I truly am. Yeah. Truly am. I can't tell you how many um, other women that I've talked to who said that their husband doesn't support them. Sure. And they, you know, they, they can't compete because their husband doesn't support them. So they just, you know, go to the gym and go balls to the wall hard. Sure. Um, but they would love to get up on stage and they just, they don't have they that can't. support. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, but they all, they often ask me how I made it work. And, you know, honestly, it really was, it was daycare at the, at the gym. You know, it really, really <laughs> was, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you, um, the, and, and this is, this is, this is how I know this was how it, how it was able to work. Um, there was a time when I was living up in Pennsylvania and Brent was commuting down to, uh, Bethesda from Pennsylvania. And, he'd and go, for everybody listening, Brent is her husband. This is the first time mentioning his name. Yeah. Sorry. My husband's That's Brent. Right. Yep. Um, so he would commute from Allentown, Pennsylvania, down to Bethesda. So he would leave Monday morning and come back either Thursday night or Friday afternoon. So he'd be gone for a good chunk of time. And for people that don't know the geography that are listening to that, Allentown, Pennsylvania, to Bethesda, that's a... It's about four-hour drive. Four-hour drive? Yeah, yeah three four. and a half. So eight-hour eight hour, eight hour round-trip drive? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So he couldn't do that every day. That's like great. It, that's he great. Had to go down that's and, great. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and I had three very small kids. At the time, my boys were... Seven, five, and just barely two. Or no, actually, maybe even six, four, and one. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they were little. And I was not working at the time. Um, I had just actually left my job and was, you know, staying with them full time until I moved down. Until I was able to move down to Maryland, which was into the school year. So I had about four months of being home with the kids as a, as pretty much a single mom um, watching the kids. And I would send my oldest to school. I would go to, you know, send up, put them on the bus, get the other two kids into the car, go to the gym. I would utilize every bit of those two hours that I had for my kids to be in kids club, whether it was even just sitting down on the bench and, you know, scrolling through my phone for five minutes or, you know, breathing for five minutes. Um, and then, you know, and then I would, then it would be time to take my middle son to preschool and then, you know, the youngest went down for a nap, but you know, you, when you've got a child at preschool and one dad for nap, you're kind of stuck at home. Like you can't utilize, you can't, go, yeah, you can't utilize daycare. But I mean, I, I, that's how I got my workouts done was, you know, taking him to the gym and, and putting him in there. And, and that did you ever, did you ever think about setting up a home gym? I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like it's a revolutionary thought, but I mean, I'll, I know a lot of people that have workout equipment at home, but. I couldn't, my kids would be all up in my face going, mom, mom, can I do this? Can I, can I lift that with you? Mom, like, what are you doing? It's like, can I hang off this side while you yeah. lift it? Yeah. Which, God. don't get me wrong. I, one of the reasons why I loved being a competitor and why I loved going to the gym is because I wanted to be that strong role model for my kids and sure. I wanted them to see that. See I could, what you were doing. Exactly. Sure. But not see it so closely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to be able to get my workout done. And so, you know, I, it, it. I was glad that they got to see my results of all the hard work. And I think, I truly think they understood how hard I worked because there were many a times I would make them dinner and they would tell me how delicious dinner was. And I would sit there with my little box of Tupperware steamed chicken and asparagus and they go, mom, are you sure you don't want a bite? And I'm like, oh, I would love one, but not oh, right now. I love you. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> and they knew, you know, and, and then there were countless birthdays that I couldn't have a piece of cake and they the know I love yeah. cake, you know. And, um, you know, so they, they understood that I was very dedicated to doing this, but 
Um, at the same time, no, a home gym was not was not something that would have worked for me because my kids would have required way too much attention. Got it. Um, now, I could have possibly done it during nap time. Sure. If I had, like, super duper planning skills. But sure. Then my, also- my solution is similar. I wake, it's like I work out at 4.15 in the morning. Right. So, I mean, that that's, you know, it, it's done by the time, it's done by the time anybody in the, anybody else in the world wakes up. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. that could have been an option too. I sure. didn't exactly have that luxury when Brent was working in Bethesda and I was home. Of course. Sure. Um, but, you know, when I went to, when I went to work full time and decided to compete, yes, that yeah. was, that was my option was getting up at the crack of dawn to go mm-hmm. do my cardio and get that out of the way. And, and, you know, just do it when they were sleeping. Now, for the for the routine that you were in, I'm just going to get into the weeds a little bit just because it's some, something I find related. Like, for that type of competition, like, what would be the ratio of pure strength work versus cardio? Like, how much how much of it was focused on strength versus cardio? Because I know, I, know so, I know so many people that, like, yeah, they'll, they'll sort of rotate their routines a little bit. Sure. But the mentality of strong first kind of gets a, gets a lot of people going, which is, like, if you've got if you're doing your weight work, if you're doing if you're building muscle, that will do some of the cardio work yes. per se for you. Yes. As in the fat burning, as yes. in the you know cardiovascular, like getting your heart moving. Absolutely. Like if you're doing it right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, many people don't understand that when you lift weights and you build muscle, you burn your metabolism speeds up to about seven times the, yeah. the resting rate. It explodes, rate. absolutely, and, yeah. And what that does for people, um, if, you're, if you're not, if you're kind of just a casual cardio person, um, if you are lifting weights and putting on muscle, your metabolism is going to shoot into effect about seven times what it normally does, which means that you don't have to work out as hard mm-hmm. on the cardio. Um, you have to do seven times as much cardio in order to have the same effect as if you were to lift weights and do a little bit of cardio. Yep. Um, now when I was, when I was prepping for my shows, um, a lot of it really depends also on your coach and their philosophies. Um, I worked with a competitive, a very elite competitive team for two and a half years that believed strongly in an hour workout of weights, um, and then an hour of cardio. And, and, and in some cases, when I was in super prep mode, it was two hours of cardio a day in addition to the hour of weights. Now, um, they also had a very different philosophy. I, I had a different philosophy from them in that um, I personally like to lift weights more than I like cardio. And even mm-hmm. though I did the two hours of cardio a day for periods of time, um, I would tend to lift out heavy, lift weights heavier than what they were recommending. Sure. Because I liked weight. You like that work. Yes, exactly. Sure. Um, but I also didn't do it as fast as they were recommending. So I would, I would take my time with my weights. And so my, my weight workouts would be about an hour and a half ish, sometimes two hours and then then two hours, half hour to two hours, depending on the day. Yeah. Uh, well, and then two hours of cardio six days a week. Okay. Yes. Because their philosophy is that the cardio is the fat burning, but I needed to put on the muscle and the, the size and the tone. So, um, we have very different philosophies. Now, when I worked with a different coach following that, um, last year when I stepped on stage for my last time, I worked with a different coach. He, and that was 2016? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, time, time is getting away from me. Um, he had a very, very different philosophy. He actually had me doing more strength training than cardio. Okay. I would do about 30 minutes of cardio a day. 
That's a sweet spot for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to two hours. Yeah. And and um, it was really nice to actually have that only only thirty minutes. If you know me, you know that I I hate cardio. I loathe it, but it's necessary. Um, it's one of those necessary evils. But he also had me um, strategically do certain cardio workouts. Um, every other day, I would do steady state cardio, and then on the off days, I would do a hit cardio. And that combination is what did the fat burning for me. Okay. Without cannibalizing the muscle, okay. my previous team um, spent so much time on cardio that it ended up eating a lot of the muscle that I had built. Got it. Which I, that's not what I liked. That killed, and yeah. that, that takes away from the fi- the end goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. it yeah. did. Like me, I, I'm I'm not a cardio fan. Like my my like I prefer the strength training so yeah. much more. Like I. I view I view cardio as just repetitive like repetitive neurological stress injury. Right. Like I just it, it just it's boring as I'll get out and even and hit just, does it still is boring. Even though like, hit, so a hit workout is high intensity interval training mm-hmm. and um, hit workouts um, actually I was have, about to ask you about yeah, that. It's high sure high intensity interval training and actually hit hit workouts are so so fabulous because they actually can increase your meta, your metabolic rate by. Um, Two and a half per, two and a half times your normal uh, rate, and it also has the same effect permanently or like within a so like within, if you, within, if a, you 24, did, within a twenty four hour period. Twenty four hour period. Yes, okay. and, and actually, it can also increase your metabolism uh, burning capacity um, uh, throughout for the next fourteen hours. Actually, okay. So if you do a thirty minute hit workout, and there's a there's a there's an al- not an algorithm but a a, um, a a method to doing a hit workout. Um, you can actually continue to burn calories and fat for up to 14 hours following that that workout. Um, and the the best way to kind of do a hit workout, um, do a little research, find you know read read something that resonates with you, and if you think you can do it, then then do it. But you want to do a, a, some kind of warm up, usually like a five minute warm up, and then you want to do a period of active versus active rest. So um, when I was doing my HIIT workouts, I would do... What does that mean? Active rest. I hear that term before, and it sounds like an oxymoron. Like, what does that term actually mean? Right. What does that it, term actually mean? It means mean? that you're still working, but at a slower, a slower pace. Okay. So, for example, when I say an active, an active workout, let's just use, let's use a minute as a, as a nice, at easy... Interval, sure. Yeah, as, a, as an interval. If you're doing a minute interval, you're going to do um, um, one part at high intensity. So you're going to go as fast as you possibly can for 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Okay. And then for the remaining 45 seconds, you're going to do active rest, which is walking. Walking. Or stretching. Stretching. Not, stretch. not so much stretching. You you want to keep moving because you got you okay. got you want to bring your heart rate down just a little bit. Okay. Um, but not completely at rest. Okay, but, but you stay want, in motion. Yes. Like, hence the cardio part. Like exactly. You want, you want to keep in motion. Okay. Yeah. So what I used to do for my HIIT workouts is I would do um, a five-minute warm-up, just a nice, easy-going pace on the Stairmaster, which was awesome. And then I would spend 15 minutes doing 15 seconds as fast as I can. I'd I, I'd put that speed up as fast as you could. Ratchet it up, yeah. And then I'd come down to a nice, you know, a slower pace. I'd catch my breath. And just, in, just as I was catching my breath, boom, I had go. to go again. And I would do that for 15 minutes. And then I would have a cool-down period of 10 minutes. And that was my 30-minute workout. Never, yeah. Yeah. And, and that was that was a really easy, something I can get behind because I knew that I just had to do 15 intervals. And if, and, and if I can get through those 15 intervals, I was good. So it's, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I would spend on the treadmill going, okay, 60 minutes. That's two blocks of 30, which is also two blocks of 15. 
and um, then that's three blocks of five. So, and, and I would I would literally like get through my cardio just by kind of counting out the blocks of time I had to get past. So I'd set these like little mini goals for myself, and that's how I'd get through so much of my cardio, especially when I was doing those two hour two hour blocks, which was a lot. Yeah, you need something to keep your brain out, occupied. Otherwise, you'll get oh distracted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then at one point, I started. We, actually, we, we share that beautiful ADHD. Yes. You know, gene. So yes, God, we do. God bless us both. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, and then um, at one. I'm point, sorry. What were you saying? Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, I actually started bringing my iPad and watching, like you know. TV shows and stuff. I used to do that all the time. Yeah, because after 30 minutes, you're like, oh, wow, look at that. It's over, and I've only got 10 minutes left, you know, or whatever the case is. And so that that made a huge difference, too. That's funny. But, but again, you know, I, I, I have since figured out my whole, my whole recipe for working out now has drastically changed compared to when I was working out for okay. shows. Talk about that for, um, for a I yeah. now, four days a week, five days a week, God, that is such a huge win if I can get there now. Okay. Um, but I have also altered how I work out. I work out much harder now, but in part because I am no longer constricted on my diet. So I, I try to eat as balanced of a diet as possible. Sure. And I try to... There's greens at every meal. No matter what what meal it is, I have something green on something my plate. Something green on the plate, sure. Um, because the fiber from greens is so beneficial. Um, I, but I, I am also a lot more in balance, too. I don't eat six meals a day. I eat more like three, four, okay, okay maybe a couple snacks in there. But, um, you know, but I also eat, you know, unprocessed foods. I have very small portions of everything. Um, so because I'm getting more calories and more fat and more protein and more, um, carbs, um, I can work out a lot harder right now. And so when I go to the gym, my workout is maybe an hour long. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes a little bit of a warm up. Um, and that, but that includes doing a really solid, uh, workout where I am pushing myself as hard as I can for my 10 reps mm-hmm. and then doing three to four sets of 10 reps. And when I'm done, my God, I feel that body part really well. Um, and you know, and I, and I, and I only, I only choose like four to five exercises and just go really hard on them. Um, there's risk of injury when I do that, but at the same time, um, I'm also making sure my form is, is as perfect as it possibly can sure. be. And if it's not, then I have to stop and readjust myself. Sometimes I have to go down and wait to make sure that I can get the form properly. Sure. But if I'm moving fast that's enough. That's so critical. Yes. Yeah. That's so oh, critical. it drives yeah. me nuts when I don't see proper form. Like there's, I, there's, I, I spend half my time at the gym biting my tongue because people are, <laughs> are trying so hard. Um, and I want to correct them, but not everyone wants to be corrected. So yeah. um, please, please, please practice proper form. If you don't know, ask. There are plenty of people at any gym who are willing to help you with form. Mm-hmm. Please help. Please ask for that. And it doesn't even cost anything. Exactly. Just ask the question. Exactly. Oh, I can't stress that enough. Um, but but so, yeah, so I, I do. I spend a lot more time and energy making sure that I'm going hard. Fa- I try to work out faster, too, um, which is not something I did way back when I, I am trying harder to move faster and that gets my, my heart, heart rate up. Heart rate, yeah. Um, it's cardio. Yeah, exactly. I can get a little bit more cardio out of it. So, yeah. um, kind of kill two birds with one stone. I don't do hardly any cardio anymore. Um, actually my warm up my, my warm up now consists of 10 minutes of walking on the treadmill and that's okay. pretty much all the cardio I do. Got it. Got it. So if somebody if somebody wants to try to read a little bit more about mm-hmm. what, what you've gotten into or some yeah. resources that you've, sort of leaned on over those couple of years. Now, your competitive time was roughly how much from 
yes, I'll go to that boot camp with my friend to no, not retire. even like what what was that time frame? Was um, that three years? Was that six years? What was that time frame? I did my very first show in October of 2012. Okay, and so I decided in like April of 2012 that I was going to do that competitively. Competitively, okay, but so not, but not that I started prepping right away. But um, it took me a while to find someone to work with. Got I needed it. to find a coach. There is no way I was going to take on competing without without a coach, um, uh, because I, I I knew there was so much stuff I didn't know, and I needed to have someone to guide me nutritionally. I needed someone to guide me um, even with my workouts to make sure I was doing the right workouts. Um, and you know, so I it took me a while to find someone. Again, I wasn't working, so I needed to find someone I could trade their services with, which is how I got sure, around is, doing it. Which is nice, yeah. Exactly. But not coaches don't want to trade services because that's their time too. But sure. you know, I, I had some social media skills that helped make that difference for sure. someone specific. So um so I did my first show in October of twenty twelve, um, stepped on stage again April of twenty thirteen, twice in June of twenty thirteen, um, May of twenty fourteen. And then again, May of 2016. Got it. So was it five shows? Four, six shows. Uh, six. Six. I, I, I thought. Six. I think it was six. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, you know, it, it was a course of four years that okay. I that I did this. Not all the time. I mean, I had periods of just where I worked out and you know put on, put on as much muscle as I could. So. Sure. Um, so for so for people that are interested in getting into this, yeah. like what what I mean, are there any like specific books that you that you sort of lean on or that you give give out to people, or are there certain websites or programs that you tend to lean on? Like what what if people want to look into this themselves? Absolutely. What so, should um, they go to? You know, honestly, my biggest resource at what what really got me into it was actually a magazine called Fitness RX for Women. Um, yeah, I know you guys are gonna love that. Um, they um, they actually cater more towards the body, t- towards the the female competitor. Okay. Um, they have workouts on there. They have sample meal plans. They have experts on there who are people that you can reach out to and and um, con- contract for business, uh, for coaching and and stuff okay. like that. Um, they have a great website that's chock full of information. Um, Oxygen Magazine is also very good. Um, Fitness, fitness and shape magazine, I think are are good starting points if you're just getting into fitness. Mm-hmm. But I think that some of their information is a little too basic for a competitor. Um, so if you're really interested in going the competitor route, competitive route, um, take a look at Fitness RX for women, Fitness RX for men. Um, actually, I think it's just called Fitness RX, which is the men version. Of course, it is. Yeah, um, and then they, <laughs> they added for women for the women. Um, you know, those are definitely good competitive magazines. They, they cater to that to that industry. And then, you know, do a search. Um, go online. I, I, I'm i super hesitant to say Google coaches because there's a lot of people out there who think that they, shouldn't be doing that this. shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think, you know, kind of just see who. Like, is there a national doing. registry or organization? There's that, not. There's not, really. There's not. Yeah. Damn, so that, that's a shame. That's That's the hard thing is that there's not a registry. There's not a way to. That sounds like a great opportunity for you. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be everyone's enemy. Um, I mean, everyone has to be certified. They have to be a personal certified. A, a they have to be certified. They tra- have to be a person certified trainers. personal trainer. Okay. If they're not, then I would steer clear right. anyway. Run, but, run, run. Sure. Um, 
you know, there are a lot of people who think they know what to do about nutrition and they don't, you know, there, there are certificates that, that people can get, but even some of the best of the best don't get those certificates. Sure. Um, so it's kind of hard to say, you know, just because they're not certified in a certain Well, area. nutrition is tough because the, I mean, nu- nutrition comes straight down to your DNA. Like exactly. what, what works for the, what works for the teacher will make you blow up like a balloon or vice versa. Absolutely. So yeah, the, there's the, you have to figure that out on your own. And that, that's actually a really good red flag. That, that, that actually brings up a really good point. That's a huge red flag that I would look at. A lot of times trainers will say, oh, yeah, I'll customize a diet for you. Mm-hmm. Ask them what it is. Ask them what they look at. Like, what do they think will work? Um, and ask them what has worked for someone else. And and you can even go so far as to say, well, it worked for them. Shouldn't that work for me? If they say, sure, run. Run. Yes. Sure. If they yeah. say, probably not, because Baby you don't question. have yeah. yeah. If, if they say, probably not, because you don't have the same diet then go ahead and ask them some more questions. Sure. Um, I can tell you, um, I I worked with a coach out of um, Michigan. I think he's out of Detroit, Michigan, um, named Shelby Starnes. Okay. Um, he, he was someone who I followed for many years, um, loved his approach. Uh, he put out some incredible physiques, and so I was very excited to work with him. I didn't have the um, the results that I wanted, but I think that was just my own personal body not reacting, sure. um, but he was still very responsive and, and saw and made some changes. Uh, I, a lot of my former uh, teammates that on that competitive team that I worked on, a lot of my former teammates are now working with Paul R- Ravellis okay. and Lane Norton, um, which are like this. Lane or Elaine? Lane. Lane Norton. L-A-Y-N-E Norton out of Florida. Got it. Um, Lane actually wrote the book on If It Fits, um, if it fits Your Macros. And nice. really kind of believes that you just, you eat and follow a certain, you know, kind of um, formula and, you know, is not really into this, what they, this, this term called bro science or pro, bro lifting, B-R-O lifting, or bro. I am aware. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, he just, he, he really feels that you should just eat what you want to eat and just, you know, work hard. Work out accordingly. Sure. Exactly. And he actually has a, um, I don't remember the name of his new website that he has, uh, that he just released kind of these you know, very basic for $10 a month, you can get your, your, your formula. And then you just have to kind of use my fitness pal or some kind of calorie type of app, um, to follow to track your food. There was a, there was a, a resource like that called avatar nutrition. That's it. Is that it? That's okay. It. Yeah. I, I heard yeah. Uh, Dr. Dom Diagostino, who's based out of university yep. of central Florida. He's yep. a big, big doctor on like the ketogenic diet. Yep. I heard him interviewed on a podcast that I listened to recently. He was talking about that. Yep. Avatar nutrition is Lane, Nor- Lane I believe is Lane Norton's. Business. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. And, right. um, yeah, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, and ketogenic, um, I happen to know quite a few people who are very supportive of the ketogenic diet, which, um, for those who are not familiar with ketogenic is, um, High fat, um, high fat, medium protein, almost no carb diet. Almost no carb. Yeah. 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 Um, and and the carbs that you do eat usually come from greens. Yep. So yeah, um, almost paleo, but not not quite. Yeah, almost paleo, but like cu- cutting out cutting out the natural honeys and the natural. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Okay. So I know you got to go. We're coming down to it. So um, just one one last quick question that I like Absolutely. to ask everybody on the show, and this can be related to our topic of personal fitness, or it could be something that you bought for your kids but a question that i kind of stole from one of my favorite podcasters tim ferris that he likes to ask his guests is what purchase have you made in the recent future or in the recent past recent future would be awesome but in the in the recent past of a hundred dollars or less that's kind of had the biggest impact on 
something in your life. Like, I mean, if we if we all had unlimited budgets, we could despite it's like despite what the fancy quotes say, if you had unlimited budgets, you can pretty much make all your problems go away. Yeah. But for a hundred bucks, for a hundred bucks or less, what have you come across in the most recently that you could say? Oh my God, like whether it's an app on your phone that's finally got you to send the invoices to the clients that you haven't billed in two years to whatever, whatever it happens to be. It could be a book that changed the, completely changed the way that you looked um, at personal fitness. You know, I think, um, you know, actually it's not even a, it's not even a purchase. Mm -hmm. Can I, can I go that, that route? That's not even a purchase. As long Um, as it doesn't cost more than a hundred dollars, it can be whatever the heck you want it to be. You know, honestly, um, it was, it was understanding the family calendar on my, on my, on my iPhone. Um, (laughs) you know, the family share calendar on my iPhone. Carrie and I just figured that out four months ago, and it's been the greatest thing in the oh world. Oh, my God. Oh, God, it's awesome. You know, so I I mean, I have my, my Google Calendar, which is synced up to my calendar as well, so I have to be very careful where I actually pick, put my... Pick the right calendar. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, if I put it on the family calendar, my husband gets it, all three of my boys get it, and fairly soon, the au pair is going to get it, too. Mm-hmm. We just need to get her set up on it. But, you know, my God. That they, and they all get we all get pinged on our phones yeah. and say, hey, there's a new thing. What is that? Oh, Carrie's doing something next yeah. tomorrow night. I can't do this. And everyone thing. knows yeah. where I am. Yeah. It's amazing. The simple oh, God, little it's thing. great. Yeah. Simple, simplest little thing. So, yeah, I would probably say that that has been the, like, game-changing thing for me. That is perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, no, the, Monica, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. Yeah. Take it easy. Thanks. Thanks.